Hello. Hello. To another casual creeps. Yes, casual creeps of Gorehead and the Wiener, where today we are watching. We are talking about. Watching. <laughs> today we're talking about. He never died. Yes, I had very never interesting heard about movie. Yeah, I don't think. By Jason Krawczyk. 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 That's a, maybe Eastern European. Yeah. Well, yes. Yeah. yeah, it is a good movie though about a extremely depressed immortal. If you were alive forever, and you kind of went past the point of doing everything in existence, this is what you would become. <laughs> like, once you run out of stuff to do, that's what this movie is about. It's about a super depressed immortal. <laughs> it makes immortality seem like the worst thing ever. Which, to be fair, like, I don't think I would ever wish that upon people. Because, I don't know, like, I always wonder... I don't want to Immortality, what would happen after the Earth is gone? Because at a certain yeah. point, you can imagine, like... End of um, time. Living through, you know, as as you it's... age, time just keeps going faster, right? So I can imagine yeah. if you live to be, like, a thousand plus years old, how fast time must go. And you're just basically speedrunning the existence of humans. And then and it, the fucked. Earth is gone. <laughs> and then you're just fucked floating through outer space. <laughs> Well, it's like, Sounds yeah, because eventually, you know, there's the, this thing called the heat death of the universe where every star in existence will eventually burn out and the universe will just be a big, black, empty nothingness. Oh, my God, that's depressing. Yeah, or <laughs> there will be no light, no warmth. And so that's what you would live in. You would just live in complete darkness, which, ironically, he kind of already does. <laughs> <'Cause>, <laughs> yeah, I guess you, we could you... just get into Probably, it would, yeah before i get way too existential this is going down, a, down a, we're, we're, we're gonna start freaking path. people out when you start talking about how insignificant you are in the universe and how tiny yeah. we are compared it's a to daily them. thought though Sucks. i think this speak about this subject matter often <laughs> which is not very good for um sanity and uh, mental health i will tell you <laughs> Yeah, no, this movie really shows you what happens if you don't stay on top of your mental health. You know, it's and it's yeah. also it's a story about struggles and trying to do your best, even though you may not be that good. Yeah. <laughs> he so, does put in yeah. the effort. They eventually start kind of. Yeah, he's, a, he's an interesting character. So can yeah. you before we get into it can you explain who plays the role of jack in this movie yes yes so this is why this movie is so interesting is because it's played by a man named henry rawlings who is a very very interesting person in real life he he was like this teenager who became the lead singer of this like hardcore punk band called black flag and he just toured around with them. And he has like, when you listen to him speak, he's very educated and he, he reads a lot of books and he goes on tours and just tells people stories about his life because he goes to like the most dangerous parts of the world alone 
and goes, he, he tells people, he's like, I would never recommend anybody to do this, but I know myself and I can protect myself. And he seems like a guy that can take care of himself. That dude uh-huh. is like tough as nails. <laughs> I would not want to get in a fight with Henry Rollins. He is a, he's a, he talks about how he harnesses anger to help motivate him in his life. And he finds anger a very strong emotional tool for him. And so anyways, wow. he's not an actor. He is in this movie. He <laughs> is just Henry Rollins. That's all. That's who he is in real life is him in this movie. Essentially. He's not as depressed <laughs> in real life, but he it doesn't uh, seem like an overly charismatic person though. Like he just seems like a guy you don't want to necessarily even talk to. Like Yeah, Henry you, Rollins in real life is more charismatic, I would I would say. Yeah. I would hope he's more charismatic. Because in this movie it's like if I ever stumbled across a man like this, like there's a there's a waitress in this movie that kinda has a crush on him. And <laughs> I'm just like, how? How do you how do you like him? He seems <laughs> like the meanest person in the world, and he's got a lot of freaking issues, probably for good reason. Um, well, we, f- yeah, we find out he does have a good reason to have his he issues. He does have a good reason to have his issues. So, anyways, yeah, Jack in this movie, you can tell that Henry Rollins is not acting. He's just kind of being himself, and he's just saying lines as he would say them. And it's pretty noticeable i noticed it very um obviously at the beginning was like okay hopefully it doesn't take me too much out of the movie but as the movie went on i think because the other characters are good actors Mm -hmm. that they kind of pad out his lack of acting and it kind of makes it more of a character thing as opposed to just not acting so it works it just took a little bit for me to like get into the world, I would say. Well, and it's interesting because it kind of was almost perfect because, yeah, when and I felt this when I first started watching the movie, I was almost like, what is this? Like, what am yeah. I watching? This it's like, this is this... kind of weird. But then yeah. you realize that that weirdness is actually kind of perfectly sets up who he is as a character. Yeah, he is very does. off-putting. He doesn't want anyone around him. So it's almost like the audience feels what he would, what, you would feel like in real life if you met this fake immortal person like you would feel the way you feel when you start watching the movie it's just like this person's odd i don't know what's wrong with them but there's something weird about them and i don't want to really know them (laughs) and yeah no exactly yeah and as he interacts with real normal people it becomes just his weirdness just expands (laughs) and he becomes this enigma Almost. So you just like this, you're like, okay, I really want to know what the hell is going on with this guy because he just keeps acting weirder and weirder with the same deadpans emotion the entire movie. He's just like one note, but it's perfect for the story of, and the character. Oh, he's so deadpan. So and, deadpan. Well, and Henry Rollins, he also says, like, heard him in an interview talk about how he's like, I'll say yes to anything. I don't care what it is. If someone is willing to give me a job, I'll do it. I don't care. It's like, I've been an actor. I've done voice work. He was, he was the main villain in season two or three of Korra, the avatar Nickelodeon TV show. And they even drew his character to look like Henry Rollins. (laughs) And he's like this intense anarchist who tries to overthrow the government and he's <laughs> but he is just Henry Rollins. It's so funny. It's so his, just... co- his career is is 
so interesting and he's such a enigma of a per- he's a very unique human like there is no one else in the world like henry rollins he is a truly unique individual and i love him for it <laughs> oh i feel like anyone that is interested in punk music even a little bit would know of henry rollins like i know of the band black flag but mm-hmm. i didn't really listen to their music so i wonder if that's how he starts getting really has gotten his roles in movies or TV shows is probably just one person is like, Hey, this guy probably would just do it. If we asked, Yeah, just pay him like a salary and he'll just do it. And he's, that's probably just how it started. People just like the music and know his like backstory and uh, bizarre, but very interesting. It's cool to hear people's stories like this. Yeah, he's a very fascinating person. So, yeah, aside from this movie, people should go look up Henry Rollins and just listen to him talk because it's like listening to a man that has true wisdom. It's not someone who's, like, full of shit and it's, like, trying to say lofty things to make themselves seem impressive. It's like this guy is blunt to the point and is just, like, filled with knowledge and experiences. Like, he is a well of stories. Hence why he travels around the world telling stories. So yeah, I'll get into the movie now. Um, but yeah, Jack, who is played by Henry Rollins, has developed a routine for his life, uh, clearly to repress some sort of darkness within him, and we don't really know what this is. But it starts out with him just like clearly depressed as all hell, just lying on his bed. You can hear like above the sheets, <laughs> above the sheets. But he has like there's background screams and like sounds of horses and chains and stuff just like gunfire like people getting murdered like blood-curdling women screams like really terrible things are flooding around in his mind what the fuck is going on with this man and you he gets up without a shirt on and you can see he has like two scars on his back which immediately i was like oh is he like a fallen angel or something because he Mm -hmm. has like Two giant scars where it's like, okay, maybe he cut those off his wings, wings or something. Or something. Yeah, nothing is explained. Like until near the end of the movie, you know nothing until the <laughs> end. But um, and even even the yeah. explanation that's given is so perfect for his character. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, it is a low budget movie. <clears throat> yes. And it's so it's just very minimal. You're not gonna see like any crazy effects or anything so everything that's explained it's just kind of like it all feels casual the way that things are and you're just following henry it's it's almost like a slice of slice of life movie but it's a horror as well it just follows him yeah Yeah, totally so he spends most of his time sleeping in his apartment and avoids human contact other than regular trips to a local diner mass at a nearby church bingo games and to the hospital where he purchases a mysterious wrapped object from a hospital <laughs> intern named jeremy yes so that's old kind jeremy. of like old jeremy and it, this is this beginning part is very slow it's like a lot of just him moping around doing his day-to-day things and just um, the way he moves too is so wonderful because he has like a limp and yeah. he walks so slow with no agency in his life. He's essentially yeah. he's like, like aimless. Kind of walks like 
Freddy or uh, like Jason Voorhees from Friday the Thirteenth. Like he just walks. Yeah. He, he doesn't run once in the whole it movie. Like, it looks like uh, Henry Rollins needs to stretch. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like. yeah. Well, because all he does is sleep, so that's probably it. He's probably just super stiff because he's just oh. lying there doing nothing. <laughs> Just sleeps constantly. And, and he oh. walks. That's all he does with his day. Because he doesn't have a car. So, he, so there's tons of shots of him just like walking alone down a street. <laughs> Which yep. sounds a little boring. But when you get into it, it actually really kind of helps set up his character. And as yeah. the movie kind of... And the movie does progress. <laughs> and get it more does, interesting. Yeah. So upon... Jack returning from that one trip where he picks up this mysterious wrapped object, he uh, he throws it in his refrigerator, but then is confronted by these random mobsters named Steve and Short, who are looking for Jeremy. And uh, but it's so cute how it happens. And he's like, he just like lies on the bed, hears the knock, and he's like, oh, gets up and he's answers so the door. Frustrated. Yeah. And immediately slams the door in the face. Like, it's just like, I don't have to deal with this bullshit. Like, who yeah, are any, you? Yeah. It's like almost, I think almost every time that he is about to engage with a, with a human being, he takes a massive sigh. Just like. Yeah. Every time he has to do something that's out of his normal routine, he's just yes. put out. So they're apparently looking for Jeremy, basically. He finds out after they've, like, forced their way in and all this, you know. Well, like, he's yeah, trying he slams, to shut them out, but... Uh, they knock on the door and, again, and then yeah. the guy tries to come in, and Henry Rollins is like, oh, with his body. He doesn't even use his hands. He's so, like, lazy and doesn't care. He just kind of pushes him with his body and then uses one hand to push him out. And then yes. they break the door down. <laughs> And then he beats like, the he's crap in his bed. He's yeah, he's punching. on his bed and he's like, fuck, okay, fine, I guess we're doing this. Yeah. He just brutally just beats them up. And so the guy like kind puts of a fuck. gun in his face and he just goes, <laughs> he just slaps yeah. it out of his head without even moving. He's just like, oh. Because <laughs> so they do cute. shoot him. They shoot him a few times, but nothing happens. Like, they, they shoot him in the hand. hand. He just grabs the gun with his fist and just gets shot through the hand. Yeah. And he's not concerned in any way. He does not care. He does, and he just grabs the other guy by the balls and then crushes them. Yeah, and then that's right. Them. The guy's and like, and then he balls, physically drags balls. them both out of his apartment, and then he closes the door and goes back to lying on the bed. Yeah, yeah. And he no, like wraps no up his hand or whatever. I think he pulls the bullet, or no, the bullet went through. So I think yeah, yeah. okay. But yeah, he just wraps up his hand and it's like, man, whatever. Um, and his routine is further interrupted by a phone call from his ex-girlfriend, Jillian. Um, I remember should... hating you. <laughs> yes, that's right. Asking him to find their adult daughter, Andrea, who tried to contact him earlier that day. And we just see, like, this young girl knock on his door. And Jack opens it, and she gets scared and runs away. And Jack's like, whatever, shuts the door, goes back to bed. So, yeah. like... This movie's just about him trying to have a nap. The whole movie yeah, is him trying to have a nap. It's not letting him nap the whole time. Um, <laughs> People just keep fucking up his naps. So he ends up finding Andrea and takes her with him to the diner he frequents where she meets Kara, a waitress with a crush on Jack. And, and, and while... she's a bit of a hell raiser too. And she 
Natters yeah. on constantly, and just the, the the juxtaposition of the two of them is is really good between the the young girl and Jack, who says almost nothing if he doesn't have to. Exactly, it's like he he's basically telling her to cool it down because she's asking some intrusive questions, and he's yeah, he's like, like, "I've only known you for two hours. How about we <laughs> cool it <laughs> on the well, questions? Yeah, about we cool it on the questions." She's like, "Okay, okay, fine, fine." Because she um, keeps wanting to like interact with them and like yeah. it's like eat, like you know get drunk or like you know talk shit about their her mom and you know things that maybe would bond with a normal person, which he does not yeah. want to do any of. He <laughs> does just... not care at all. So while Jack slowly bonds with Andrea, he sees visions of an old man with a goatee wearing a pork pie hat. <laughs> Didn't know pork that was pie? a type of hat, and also manages to uh, foil Steve and Short's attempt to kidnap Jeremy. So that's a whole other situation. But basically, he finds out where Jeremy is um, at one point. I feel like this movie is a little bit of a blur. So he was at the... Um... <laughs> so essentially, he's at the diner with his, with his daughter. With his daughter. And they go and... Uh, he brings her home and then they get something to eat and then they go to sleep and then he has to get up to go get his delivery from Jeremy. And when Jeremy's not there, he then tries to figure out where he is. Not out of concern for Jeremy, but just for the fact that he yeah. wants his shit and he said he would meet them there. And uh, <laughs> he finds out that Jeremy's got the crap kicked out of him by those two thugs yeah. that he beat up earlier that broke down his door. And he, again, doesn't want to engage or fight in any way. And the guy punches him right in the face. He's just like, Ugh. And yeah. he doesn't react, doesn't even make a sound. And he then gouges one of the guy's eyeballs out. And then I think breaks the one the other guy's arm or something or he at least beats the crap out of him and then yeah, he's just talking at jeremy and jeremy's so messed up like he's looks like he's on the verge of death he's like where's my stuff he's like can you take me to a hospital he's like no where's my stuff <laughs> so he begrudgingly takes jeremy to the hospital and he's just like carrying him and he just walks up to an ambulance plops him right down in front of it yeah. and just walks away and there's an emt inside the ambulance and it's like hey who's the you can't walk away he doesn't run he just continues to walk away but this guy's so yeah. messed up they can't go chase him so he just yeah, gets away with exactly. it it's hilarious and there's another moment quickly after where the mobsters find him short and steve and they try to murder him Mm -hmm. um, well, yeah, they kidnapped because they put poison in his drink to knock him out. Okay, and, uh, this is where this is because I'm like, what? This movie was so hard to follow at certain points because it's just like it kind of is just this weird adventure and things just happen and there's not like a ton of structure. It's just someone's life. So. Yeah. Anyways, you, yeah, you he see, gets you see back. three days of his life, essentially. Yeah. yeah. His mobsters try to poison him. Um, but he's just, like, barely affected by it. He's like, uh, uh. And, like, the mobsters are hilariously, like, following them in his, their car. He's like, what the hell, yeah. man? He's like, I gave him so much. Why isn't he out yet? He's just, yeah. like, slowly walking. And then he realizes he's 
been poisoned. So he yeah. just tells his daughter, Andrea, he's like, I'm going to step out for a moment. And he just walks outside and passes out. And yeah, gets he basically delivers himself to them so they don't go back into his apartment. And yeah. this happened basically while him and Andrea were at the diner and they were like just having another meal. And one of the mobsters was there and snuck in some drops into his water and, and he realized on the way home. Like oatmeal. Oatmeal, or like he's gotten like and hot the... tea. He has hot tea a lot in the movie. He always keeps coming back to the diner to get a hot tea, and he never gets rem- to drink it. I remember he ordered like an eggplant. Oh, parm, yeah, an eggplant parm. And yeah, she's like, "Oh, that's cool. Are you vegetarian?" He's like, uh, "I don't eat anything with blood in it. She's anything like, oh, with a cool. face or whatever." Yeah, it has blood. No. So, yeah, he basically delivers himself to these mobsters, and um, he eventually just well, they, wakes they take up him down. They this. take him in classic yeah. mobster fashion down to the docks, and down they the tie him up in chains to make him swim with the fishes. And, but, like, there's three of them, and, like, the, the main guy, there's, like, the two chuckle fucks that have been, like, trying to get him for the entire movie and then now the other guy and he's like oh this is the serious guy he's in charge of both of them and right before they're about to throw he's still unconscious and they're about to like toss him into the river to drown him and he just pops his eyes open and grabs the leader guy and just pulls him into the ocean with him and they both fall into the ocean he's like oh god is he alive is he coming up and he just doesn't he never comes back up and then about 30 seconds later Freaking Jack pops up from the ocean from another area, just like taking his chains off, and like yeah. they're in the car, and they're like, "Holy shit, that guy's still alive!" And they get out <laughs> of the car and try to beat him up again. I would run away. Oh, I would run away. Like, this, this guy just it. like survived falling into the ocean after um, you drugged the crap out of him, and, and he just killed your boss. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> that was the thing I was trying to get to. Also, so he also kills. Uh, short by tearing out his throat with his oh. bare hands oh, which he right. then eats which you realize now as an audience like this is clearly the thing he's been suppressing okay so there's a reason like a, a very good reason he doesn't eat meat <laughs> or something yeah there's some weird he's this weird um, demon <laughs> person or something the cannibal at the very an immortal cannibal cannibal. (laughs) an immortal cannibal at the very least so afraid that he's gonna do the same thing to andrea jack basically forces her to leave the apartment in like a very aggressive way after he comes back from this um situation i believe he says something uh, along the lines of he wishes she was aborted Oh yeah! Oh my he God. said something really brutal to her about like you are just an accidental non-abortion or something. It's like wow, that's cool. Because he tells Jillian on the phone because like she's your daughter. It's like Jillian, you know, an abortion only costs three hundred dollars. You can afford it. She's like fuck you. And he's like I hate you. Oh my God! They have <laughs> such an aggressive conversation. Well, relation- the relationship he has with her is the, well, it's so funny how much he just despises Jillian, and it's never explained why. No, and you, I want yeah, it's like how did they even get into a relationship? What is Jillian like that she was willing to be around? Because they 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 briefly mentioned it. It's not really a story point, but he mentions that they were together for one month before. Yeah, he, and she he gets left. pregnant and. 
yeah, he just leaves. Um, <laughs> yeah, so after Andrea leaves, uh, Jack kills an obnoxious neighbor that was annoying the shit out of him. Oh, that's right. Yeah, because he was yelling yeah. at his kindly elderly landlord. Yeah. And so he just decides, and then the guy starts giving him shit, and he just plunges yeah. at him and close, doesn't even close the yeah. door. He just eats him. And pretty soon after this, we have, I think, my favorite sequence in the movie where he just walks around the city trying to pick fights with various strangers so he can just, like, murder some bad people. Like, he doesn't want to murder good people. So he's yeah, just... Yeah, he like, has, like, a subtle conscience. Like, he does have, like, a small, subtle. thin baseline of a conscience. But it's so funny because the way they set it up is that they make everyone look like they're going to be bad people. But, like... Yeah. He drops his wallet at one point, and one guy wearing, like, this leather jacket picks it up, and he looks at him, and he's like, hey, man, I think you dropped something. And then, like, gets it back. It's like, so yeah, have a great night, man. And then walks away. It's like, Henry Rollins just, like, staring daggers into his eyes. Yeah. I wanted to eat you so badly. Yeah, like, why are you a good person? He like, the street gang of, like, they're wearing, like, their gang colors and stuff, and... He intentionally shoulder checks one of them. And the other guy's like, oh, pardon me. Sorry, have yeah. a good night. And he's like this huge yeah. looking like gangster. And he's so friendly. And like Harry Rollins is like oh, so depressed that he's nice. He wants to yeah. eat him so badly. It's Yeah, it's a, that's a, a delightful sequence. I really like that. And then after he finally does find like some, like three teenagers, they're all kind of like, Oh, that's wanting right. to get into a fight and so it's kind of assumed like all right well he's gonna murder at oh, least one of them. these one of these punks <laughs> probably uh, all of them. yeah or all of them um yeah so he's gone he's he's off the gone wagon like an eating spree he's off the wagon you can see him kind of like Losing feel, control. You feel now bad at this for him point. too because you can tell like he he tried so hard to keep this routine, and the reason why he doesn't want to yeah. be around people is because he has the urge to eat people, and so like he just wants to disengage so he doesn't have to keep eating and killing people. <laughs> like he had his system with the mystery bag from the hospital, and you feel bad that he's like, man, yeah, just through situations like, that were completely out of his control, he is now fallen off the wagon and he's like essentially just like an addict again and like using but his using is eating people yeah yep exactly um so eventually he receives a phone call from the mobsters who inform him that they have killed jillian and kidnapped andrea and will kill her if he does not surrender which he has very little reaction to he does he has not very care too much too he's just like uh, he, um, he tries to confront Alex, who is a local crime boss. Yeah. At, like, he, this random, like, bunker. He, he again is at the docks. He has, like, this un shady underground nightclub. It's and so weird. Again, he ha there's, like, this big blue steel door. And I love the r little interactions between the bouncer guy yeah. and him, where they both know each other. He's like, I'm not letting you in, Jack. He's like, just let me in. I need to talk to him. He's like, he's not talking to anybody. <laughs> and, he's like, and he just, like, I, I, how does, I forget how he gets in the first time, because he, he does get um, in. I think just... He just, like punches the dude basically <laughs> and, and just, then oh yeah he reaches in and just like opens it 
he reaches in and opens it. Oh, he doesn't, like, punch him out, I don't think. He just kind of, like, forces his way in, and then Alex is, is like, no, no, it's okay, let him stay. Yeah. No, not yeah. a big deal. Because the, the bouncer was going to, like, force him out. And this is, so like, he, where you find out that he, a little bit of backstory about him yeah. and how, at one point, he did work for that guy's dad. And so he was kind of like a bouncer, maybe, or did kind of some shady illegal stuff for him. You're not really sure. Yeah, it's not overly explained. He's had a lot of jobs. He's had yeah, a lot of but, jobs. but they do know yeah. that he's immortal, or at least, like, almost near unkillable, because they yeah. do mention that they know that he's super strong. And it's like, oh, I forgot how strong you are, because he's, yeah. like, insanely strong when he wants to be. Exactly. And he does, he's basically confronting Alex about Andrea and mm -hmm. he, Alex is just outright denying it, but it's pretty clear that uh, Jack doesn't believe him. He can, he can hear things through the walls. Mm -hmm. He's not a hundred percent sure, but it's, there's something amiss happening. He's doing um, something bad to somebody behind that wall, even if it yeah. isn't his daughter, but he, but Jack doesn't care enough to no. save a random person, so he just He's not leaves. Sure, so he just leaves. <laughs> um, he goes to the the diner where he he bribes Kara into helping him save Andrea by offering her a million dollars, and it's like <laughs> this situation is bizarre. So he gets to the the diner, and there's some sort of like a situation happening there. Like they're clearly waiting for Jack to show up and they have everyone kind of like they've got guns pointed at people and the mobsters are just kind of casually walking around. Um, yeah. And then the stupid... They tried to kill Jack a few times and it just never works. <laughs> <laughs> well, first he like, uh, he just walks... He's like, he walks into the bathroom and then one of the gangsters yeah. walks into the bathroom after him and then Jack just walks out alone, sits back down and then... One of the other mobsters goes into the bathroom and then freaks out and runs out. Just, and I yeah. think that's when they start trying to like all murder him. And he just tells the he tells like the waiters to like leave or or like get down. And then you, I think the camera goes outside of the diner and he like hurls a dude through the window and yeah. you just hear gunshots and he comes out with like two bullet holes in his, in his skull. Yeah. Like, the bullet didn't go all the way through. It's just kind of, like, there. Yeah. What the fuck? What is this man made out of that it didn't go through him? Wolverine um, and him. <laughs> yeah. Adamantium. So he tells Kara that he has a million dollars. And, like, that's yeah. all hers if she just helps him save Andrea. She just and has to drive home. him. He doesn't... He just wants yeah. someone to drive him. He doesn't even care she just if she helps. He just needs to drive her. Yeah. <laughs> And so they go back to Jack's place where the money is and discover that uh, basically Jack is the biblical figure Cain. Cain yeah. and Abel. So this is where you finally find this out. She discovers this chest with like super old shit in it. Like all this money, all this cash. But then there's like coins. There's a like wine bottle photos. that she picks up. He's like, I hear wine gets better with age, but I think after 450 years, it's turned a little sour. It's British. Yeah, it's more vinegar. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. And there's a photo, and because this is how she finds out. She's like, who 
who is it in this photo? Is this like your grandpa? And he's like, oh, no, that's me. Yeah. <laughs> and it's and like this is a, a photo from World War One in the trenches. Yeah. <laughs> like, in so. the trenches. Yeah. So it's like, that's you? What the fuck? And then that's how he explains his backstory. His name is Kayan. Is how he says Cayenne, it. Cayenne, yeah. Cayenne, yeah. Like yeah. Spice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Cayenne. exactly. <laughs> and he, because he, he says, he's like, because she asks, like, well, how old are you? He's like, I don't know. If it helps, I'm in the Bible. <laughs> That's yes. all he said. If it helps, I'm in if the Bible. Helps, I don't know how old. <laughs> he's like, oh, well, what? So, yeah. yeah, basically, he is Cain. He invented murder and. God basically um, punished him for killing Abel by just being cursed with immortality for his entire existence and the desire to feed off of human flesh. Yeah. So he's cursed mm. for all existence with this <laughs> terrible, terrible life. Just like, oh my God. And there was, there's one point in the movie a little earlier when when him and the waitress are walking down the street together and cause she loses her car to her scumbag ex-boyfriend and she just asks him like, Oh, do you have a job? What do you do? He's like, I don't have a job right now, but, and then he just goes through the list of Everything. almost like every job that's ever existed. He's like, I was this, I was that, I was that. I was like, yeah. it's like okay. He's like, I was, it's no. like, I sold antiques. That's what made me the most money. I was a carpenter. I worked in a mine, yeah. a soldier, spent a lot of time in prison. Uh, <laughs> I was a criminal a bunch. <laughs> like, yeah. Just, like, how long was he in jail? Like, I guess he didn't care because he at least would have been left alone. Like, he yeah, lives don't pretty much in a prison anyways. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, ooh, where are we? Jack so. discovers the reason why the mobsters were after Jeremy. He had borrowed a large sum of money to pay off his student loans without repaying it damn student learns. loans don't I'm don't like, get so your student random. loans through gangsters damn it that's no. not a good idea that's a go bad to the government idea. i know they're swindlers but they won't break your knees they're They'll not gonna garnish your wages you. <laughs> um and then he finds out about andrea's whereabouts and goes to rescue her there's basically like a mobster that was um in his apartment and he like tied him to a chair and put him in his bathtub <laughs> Oh, yeah, and it's the original Remember? guy who broke into his yeah. house. So he has witnessed Jack progressively Everything. do more and more insane yeah. things. And he also ripped out his eye. And so he's yeah. just like, he just breaks down at this point. He's like, please, are you going to kill me? He's like, I, I don't think so. But you have to tell me what's going on. He's like, oh, it's okay. I'll tell you, man. It's like, I'll tell you anything. Yes. Just tell please don't kill me. Everything. He's like, please, please. And then you find out that because he's been talking to like a Hispanic gangster on the phone. And so you think that's the guy who has Andrea, but it turns out that that guy on the phone was just hired by Alex to yes. Kitchen. So it looked like he wasn't a part of it, essentially. Exactly. So, yep, Jack goes back to Alex because that is where Andrea is. So the sounds he was hearing before is most likely Andrea. And um, and also he then offered ups the ante because uh, like the waitress lady's like I don't want to fucking do this anymore. You're torturing a guy yeah. in your bathroom. I want to leave. And then he ups the edge. Like I will give you everything in this chest, and you, your your kids, your kids' kids, and your kids' kids' kids will never have to work in their entire lives because it's worth so much. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's like, Jesus Christ. He has, like, old paintings. Yeah, and, like, a bunch of, like, probably priceless artifacts. Basically. Yeah, yeah. Like... Damn. So, so it's like, it's sh he's showing 
some humanity, but at the same time, like he's still murdering fucking everybody. I so think he's he also eats somebody in front human. of her. Probably. I think, I think he bites a piece out of one of them in front of her, and that's really what's. Oh, about. it's like a a finger. He had a finger. Oh, that's right. Yeah, it's and just he like snaps. Spat out like the fingernail. I was like, oh, that's gross. You eat the bone, but you can't eat the nail. Right. Oh, it's probably so like dirty. People's fingers. No. Oh, all the all the the, the fake the pieces fingernail. of flesh he eats are so like gross looking. Oh. Yeah, they don't make it look good. It's just good. I don't think you should make them look no. good. But like, it's true. You don't really want to make cannibalism <laughs> seem like a positive. I mean, they kind of do in Hannibal Lecter, like the TV show, where they have like, oh, yes. he makes that these beautiful delicious. meals. Yeah, yeah, but this is not Hannibal Lecter. He's not a fancy cannibal. No, <laughs> no. <Kane>. So <laughs> He's definitely more evil than Hannibal Lecter, shockingly enough, but... He's, yeah. yeah, he's not as classy. He doesn't care. He, he, you know what? He's, he's confident with himself. And he does not give a crap what anybody thinks about him. Oh, yeah, yeah because he's he's in the car. And this is when he offers her, like, all of his treasure chest crap. It's because he's, like, using her pliers. And he just jams them into his head. And he's trying to, like, rip the bullets out because he explains to her. He's like, ugh, I don't take these out. It's gonna, it's like, it'll heal over, and then I'll get migraines. Because throughout the entire movie, he's always, like, squinting, and it looks like he has a headache the entire movie. Yeah. And you now realize it's probably because he does have multiple bullets in his head already. You know, he's lived yeah. who knows how long, so he probably has a few just in there. He's like, I like high-caliber bullets because they go through me. <laughs> oh my god, they just go through it. Like, what a like, weird issue to have. He's like, don't look at me! It's like, you have pliers in your head! He's like, I'm not looking at you, you're looking at me. She's like, it's so <laughs> fucking disgusting! <laughs> she likes the romance, is over. The romance is over, she no longer has a crush. It's gone. When, yeah, it's when a man jabs pliers into his head to take a bullet out, that's when the romance dies. Yep, Classic. that's it. That's end game right there. Um... <laughs> So he basically, he does save Andrea, and she's pretty fucked at this point. Like, she she was behind a bookshelf in a door, and, like, in this room where she's super beaten up, and he just tries to drag her out, and um, Andrea kind of helps with that, but then uh, <laughs> Jack stays behind to beat the ever-living shit out of... Um, Alex, Alex guy yeah oh yeah. And the, the one really brutal scene is because uh, he, he needs to go and talk to Andrea but he doesn't want Alex to get away so yeah. he just grabs his foot and turns it 360 Ugh. degrees until it's completely broken and then he just drops it and walks away and goes and talks oh, to oh I hate that scene like yeah. it doesn't show any gruesome things it's like it's just a a pant leg yeah. With a boot at the end that he twists, but it's just like, oh, mm. just the idea of that being how he breaks his leg is just oh. so fucking gross. And, the, and then he like he throws him like onto the pool table, and yeah. he he tells him he's like holding the light that's above it, this big stained glass light, and he asks, he's like, "Were you planning on killing her? Please tell me the truth." He's like, "How would you know if I'm telling the truth?" If you said no, I know you're lying. He's like, well, then you have your answer. He just smashes the light on top of him. Oh, them. my God. Yeah. <laughs> laying into him pretty pretty good. Yes. And just, 
just as Jack is about to murder Alex, the man with the goatee arrives, prompting Jack to angrily confront him over his many previous murders oh and why God. he won't let him die. And it's like, ooh, I think that's the devil. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you definitely realize that ooh. is Satan. He has yes. been following him around, essentially just taunting him is. the whole movie. He never yeah. says anything to him. He just sits near him. And every once in a while, he'll just like, look at him and like turn away and like look at him again and he's like trying yeah. not to pay attention to him he's, he's like never talk me. to him if you if he talks to you do not talk back to him <laughs> he tells oh, andrea to, that because andrea, andrea because can andrea. see satan <laughs> yeah. never talk to him it's like okay yeah. good advice and jack ends up choosing to spare alex in favor of helping andrea seek medical attention i don't think he was being a good person but he just no. needed to get andrea to the hospital well because um, satan wants him for something apparently because he says right before he leaves he's like he's like who are you talking to because alex can't see him and then he just tells him you'll yeah. find out soon you'll <laughs> find out soon and yeah after jack leaves the goateed man appears to the badly injured alex greeting him with a resonant otherworldly sounding voice he just says hi and that's all he says hi. to him hi <laughs> and then, and then, it, then it ends <laughs> and that's the little that's... story about jack you don't know exactly how it ends with the waitress no. and his daughter but uh chances that's... are he probably had to disappear and go to another part of the world for a few centuries to get away from that heat because you find out also that we, we didn't really talk about is that um, Jack killed Alex's father and that's why yeah. he wanted uh, Alex wanted revenge against him. And he told him, he's like, well, Jack, you know what? Bullets just don't work on you like normal people. So I had to capture your daughter and beat the shit out of her. And then I was going to send the tape to you because at least you would hurt in some way then. Because you know what, Jack? You killed my fucking dad! <laughs> you find out that yep. it's like, because throughout the, their conversation, you, you know he's dead somehow. It's like, oh, after dad died, you left. And it turns out he left because he murdered him. And uh, yep. <laughs> he, he wanted to, like, expand his mob empire. And, of course, Jack not wanting to, like, he always told him, he's like, you got to keep it low-key or else I'm going to piece it. And so when he tried to bring him into the spotlight he's like well now i gotta kill you like very matter of fact now i gotta kill you because you know who i am and yeah. that's not okay yeah and you find out he's really okay with killing people the one that i always remember very is when okay. he talks he's like i killed a nine-year-old child just for the fun of it and you didn't oh, yeah. stop me then you're like oh oh okay yeah, so that's... you've got some really heinous shit doesn't sound healthy doesn't sound healthy no, doesn't sound no. like a healthy thing, uh, but yeah. And, and he like he like talks to him. He's like he's like you know what? I was doing pretty good. I had it together. I was riding the thin line of sobriety, <laughs> and then you came along and fucked it up. You came along and you fucked it all up. Yeah. Now he has to eat people again. So like you just kind of assume it's like maybe he went somewhere else and attempted to get back on the wagon, <laughs> clean himself yeah. up. Or yep. he may have just given in and started mass murdering people as well. You, you don't really know. It could go yeah. either way. <laughs> he's, he's in a... Yeah, you, you, don't, you don't know. And I feel like you don't need to know. It's just kind of like, I'm yeah. satisfied with that being the only story of, of Jack. Because it yeah. just seems... It's a very depressing story, but... 
it's a, like it's an interesting like it's an interesting idea for a movie and an interesting way for it to be shot because it's just mm-hmm. like it is a weird movie. I'm not a hundred percent sure how to feel about it. Like I'm not <laughs> sure if I like it, but I don't dislike it. I'm just kind of like it's it's weird. It's interesting. <laughs> It's nice that someone made a unique movie. There's no other movie that you could really, like, compare it to. It's like, oh, it's just like that movie. It's like, I haven't heard of too many movies about ultra-depressed immortals trying to be, like, sober and not eat people. Very strange. I don't even know, like, what type of person I would recommend this movie to. It's super dry. Like, a lot of the times, the things I'm laughing at is just the situation of this guy being depressed as hell and having to deal with people interrupting his nap and his yeah. schedule they they never they never show their hand they never wink to the audience it's it's yeah all played so deadpan and because it's so deadpan through the entire movie it's it becomes funnier and funnier as these events kind of escalate and he's forced to interact with the world more and the more he interacts with the world the the more damage he does <laughs> around him essentially and you really the joke of him just wanting to sleep on his bed becomes even funnier because it's like oh okay yeah it would have been better if they just left him alone and let him sleep on his bed because (laughs) he just essentially woke this immortal monster that eats people and doesn't really give a shit about anybody that's a bad combo he was trying to hold it back but you know people being people kind of can fuck stuff up but I do and, really like his one coping mechanism we didn't really talk about too much, yes. but he loves bingo. Yes. He's obsessed with bingo, and when he starts falling off the wagon, that's when he starts getting, like, really obsessed with it and starts using, like, ten bingo sheets at the same time. It's just like... <laughs> yeah, he, he has, like, this hilarious, like, explanation when he brings his daughter to bingo the first time, and all the elderly people have tons of card, bingo cards, and he only has two. And she's like, don't you want more? They have tons. He's like... Uh, no, I only like to focus on two at a time. Any more than that, it becomes too complicated. And then once he's off the wagon and eating people, it just shows that he has like 20 bingo cards. He's like, oh, oh, like just stamping all over the place. Oh, God, it's so funny. <laughs> it's like he almost wants to keep his brain comatose so that yes. he won't think about eating people. Like, just learn to not to even think. distract himself, yeah. Yeah. Doesn't fully doesn't fully but, work. Yeah, then he gets too stimulated by his twenty bingo cards and that's that's it. Puts him over the edge. <laughs> bingo. It'll do that to you. Well he also like arrives at bingo like six hours before it starts that's because he right. just doesn't want to be around people. <laughs> They're so early just trying to stop himself from yeah, and he's doing, doing absolutely nothing. Anything. He's just sitting there, perfectly yeah. still, just staring ahead. Like, that's... The non-motion of him as a character is also yeah. quite funny. Just how little he manages to move in the entire movie. He will always make sure to put in the least amount of effort possible. And it's just... It's funny how they were able to portray that in the movie. Just how nonchalant he is about everything even mm-hmm. getting shot in the head his facial expression doesn't change and you see him get a bullet right to the head and just like <laughs> that's yeah, it eh, it's whatever yeah yeah that's that movie that's he never died did you have other little tidbits 
No, no, I think that's that's cool. about it. It's nice and casual. It's a uh, yeah, it's a comedy. It's a very, very, very dry comedy. If you like, it's so dry, <laughs> super dry indie movies. This is for you. <laughs> yeah, if you want something different, like you're tired of the same old thing, this is definitely different, and it's refreshing in a weird way. But like, yeah, yeah, if you're curious, give it a give it a watch. It's it's worth it's it. Definitely... It's on Netflix. You don't have to pay anything for it. You can just exactly. watch it if you got Netflix. It's uh, don't watch the sequel. There is a horrible, horrible sequel that I watched the first fifteen minutes of, and it is awful compared to it the first one because it's not even him it's like it's some black woman and instead of being super calm she's super angry all the time i'm like i don't really care about watching an angry immortal person the whole point is that he was super depressed and that he didn't want to do anything i don't want to see an action movie based on this premise like that makes it boring yeah it doesn't have the same sort of contrast to it yeah yeah thanks everybody for listening to our (laughs) quick little episode this time about yeah, holy a, a crap. refreshing movie yeah kept it under one hour look at us we go did. It's, it's a record but yeah we'll see you guys next time bye, bye. bye. all right podcast's over i don't want to be here anymore